This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inclusive Collective where we share stories and learnings of inclusive people, organizations, and innovation. I'm your co-host, Rob Hadley, a people and culture strategist specializing in DEI and people analytics. I'm here with my friend for another year, oh. Nadia Butt. <laughs> I'm Only here one with my friend, year? Nadia Butt, for another year. I should say it that way. Yeah, An organizational that. development and belonging strategist. I was going to say specialist. Anyway, Nadia. Welcome to 2024. How you doing? Coming in hot this coming this, in hot uh, this year, huh? I decided I'm not preparing for anything this year <laughs> as a resolution, right? I, I know it's overrated. A lot of people are saying, "Hey, I, I, you know, it's, it's a B plus effort is, yeah. you know, is is okay. That's I, I, how about of... a C plus, right? Like, why not a C hey, plus? It's average. C is an average. <laughs> it's above average. <laughs> it's it's, above it's, average. it's it's average, and that's like one extra step. How you doing? How was the end of the Good. year? Good. I wanted to say in Urdu how you say ha- um, Happy New Year is Naya Sal Mubarak. Naya Sal Mubarak. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So Naya means new, Sal is year, and Mubarak means like happy. Yeah. 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 And, some, and for some people, it's not even the new year, right? Like it's they not don't even, even the new- think about the new year, right? They don't. Like it's like, yeah. Yep. If you're Greek Orthodox, your Christmas oh, yeah. is next week, right? That, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's next week. Uh, so, Is it yeah. Three Kings? Like last, was that last weekend or something? I I don't know yeah, much about yeah. the Three Kings, but yeah. I, but I always say is like for those of you you know the holidays, I'm always hey, it's for those of you celebrating holidays. Yeah. One for those of you celebrating New Year's as well, because some sure. of you aren't. Some of you aren't. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so point. tell me, so we we spoke at the end of what I call Christmas, and yes. uh, what did I tell you, Nadia? You told me that you're not a big fan because it's a lot of work. I, I said, I don't think that people that don't celebrate Christmas know how awful it is. Yeah. I think that's how I... Is that the quote? <laughs> Verbatim. That's how I phrased it. Yeah. So how so was it? It was it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Like all the good things were good and all the things that you expect that you hope that you just like brace yourself and hope yeah. that they get to, be, to, to finish. All those went according to, you know, it went according to plan. Let's put it that sure. way. It's the sure. same thing every year and every year. At this time, I'm like, maybe next year I can be in Hawaii for this. Oh, and, yeah. Like, uh, skip and it, it never happens. Yeah, and sure, it never sure. Happens. Well, but, maybe there's always next year. But I am I'm pumped to get into 2024. I'll tell you that much Same. right now. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, let's talk about – so uh, I, I wanted to kind of go back. So I was listening to last year's predictions oh, episode okay. yeah. at the top of uh, you know the top of the year last year, right? And sure. so, so I re- re-listened to it. Mm-hmm. And so – 
couple of things. One, did you buy a car this year? Oh my God, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. You nope. said you're looking for a car. I did say that. I, you're right. I didn't even go car shopping because, first of all, I hate that experience. Yeah. Um. So no, I did not buy a new car. I still have my okay. my rocking CRV. <laughs> that was that was at the top of the episode last year, and oh, I was like, so "Did funny. I miss Nadia buying a car? I feel like I remember that." You would remember you did that. Not yeah. buy a car. So nope. some other. So we did some predictions last All right, year. So that's the first fail. <laughs> yes, yeah, first thing that didn't happen. All right. So a couple. Of, so I'm going to read you your predictions. So okay. just reflect on your predictions. Right. Okay. So one number one. Let me get through them all. Companies will evaluate ERG effectiveness. Number two, training is out and strategy is in. And uh, number three, behavior and competencies uh, will be embedded in performance evaluations. Okay. How'd you do? You know, I'm not going to lie. I think it did pretty good. Uh, so what <laughs> I mean by that are, are they, okay, so ERG effectiveness, I do think that maybe folks, I think organizations are starting to think about mm-hmm. what ERG effectiveness means to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do think there were a lot of conversations around training versus a holistic strategy and how training's not going to solve for behavioral mm-hmm. shifts alone. And then I do think you're right. Like, um, I, not you're right. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that folks are starting to consider what behavioral competencies mean in an overall framework. And how to tie that to performance evaluations. Some of the organizations are thinking about that. I don't. I think organizations that are newer to this work aren't. They're not there yet. Yeah. But I do think as organizations mature, I am absolutely starting to hear those conversations. What do you think? I, th- I think you did pretty did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, definitely, some of these things will will come into play in twenty twenty four. As well, right? Like, so Agreed. you might have you might have been starting to be right on some of these things as well at yeah, the end totally. of 2023. And I think that some of the things we're going to talk about today, as we talk about 2024, I think fit with with some of the predictions from last year as well. You want to hear mine? What mine I, were? Do you remember what mine were? I don't. They remember were uh, okay. So that companies would start to <laughs> reinvest their record profits in workers. Okay. <laughs> um, and support them uh, amidst record inflation. And what I what, and uh, let me go through them all. Um, DEI budgets will stay flat to increase slightly. Okay. Nailed that one. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> and then I said that 2023 would be the year of AI, right? So yeah. we're just getting ChatGPT at the end of last year. So yeah. with regard to inflation support, you know, we really, what I said was if companies didn't start to pay attention and reinvest some of their profits in workers, then you'd start to see more unionization. Uh-huh. And we did see big, Strikes, uh, big and... gain. We saw a lot of strikes. We saw big gains for auto workers that collectively bargained, right? 30, 35% increases for pay over the course of those contracts. Sure. 40% increases for airline pilots. So, so I was like, so I thought the companies would be a little bit more proactive. And not to say that one thing led to another, but those things work together, right? Sure. Like if you're not investing in your workers, then they're going to organize and demand higher pay benefits, things like that. So, uh-huh. um, of course, it was the year of AI. I said the budgets would stay flat to increase. Uh, I, I think that I get it incomplete on that one because only because I have no idea. I, I assume that there was a lot of cutbacks uh, probably toward the middle of the year. Um, but I started to see a, a big pickup at the end of the year. As I did well. too. I was just going to say that. I feel like quarter four, it was interesting how there was a pickup. I think that that there was this anticipation that there was going to be a recession at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And everyone said, okay, where are things that are discretionary that we can pull back? 
and, yeah. and you know, and, and and I think that DEI, obviously there were a lot of cuts. There are a lot of cuts in a lot of different places. And then when it didn't turn out to be so bad, mm -hmm. people said, you know, let's start thinking about what we want to do in 2024 as well. Right. And so we started getting some things coming in. So so I think we did pretty pretty well, right? Yeah, I think we did pretty well. <laughs> We, I think we did. Um, and so it sounds like that's what we're doing today. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, folks, we're kicking off the year with our predictions for 2024. And so how this will work is I will go ahead and share mine first. We'll kind of go back and forth. And, of course, our predictions are related to workplace DEI and organizational culture. So I'll go ahead first. All right. Kick it off. So similar to you and your prediction of AI, our good friend in artificial intelligence. Um, so AI, like you said, has already kind of been playing a role in workplaces, particularly as it relates to technological advance, uh, like adaptations or advancements. Um, I think in 2023, we observed how AI can offer some conveniences, but I think there are still some concerns. For example, I know there's a lot of research currently being done on the algorithmic bias of AI. And I know this uh, for a fact because my very good friend and classmate is researching this as part of her dissertation work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we'll see that continue, uh, keeping an eye on the bias that you know AI brings and how we need to mitigate that bias in AI. Mm -hmm. But I also think we'll um, see folks leveraging AI tools in the workplace that have been kind of created over the years and will continue to be improved upon. But I think it's things like that enhanced communication, performance management capabilities. I think also leveraging AI tools to support folks who are living with a disability or mm. are neurodivergent. One thing that I'll be curious about and observe throughout the year is how AI will either help or hinder employee engagement. Sure. So sure. I'll pause there for your reaction, if you have one. I, Nani, we talked about this at the end of last year. I think the results are in, right? Mm -hmm. I think AI does it. I think that AI is a done, right? I think it's, I think it's already <laughs> lost done. steam. Yeah, right? you think There's so? a lot of indication the chat GPT use has gone down. We talked about, you know, is it like, one, I'm old as well, right? So I feel like I've been disappointed by almost everything uh, in terms of technology that it's come out and okay. all the next big things, right? So when Alexa came out, I remember it was like, wow, this thing's amazing. It can have a whole conversation with me. Totally. Now it's, now it's trying to sell me stuff as I make toast in the morning. It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, there's something in your car. You want to buy it? It's like, no, I would have, no. I would have bought it. And it's like, I don't understand that, Rob. Yeah, no, thanks. So, we had, so, That's funny. so I call chat GPT the bad answer machine, mm. right? Uh, it's like, it's a, an answer that's like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but it seems kind of like Bitcoin. I think we'll, you know, so my prediction is that on, on this one is that we'll see massive fraud in some capacity. I think yeah. uh, there's a ton of money that, that went happen. into AI at the end of 2023. I think that people start going to jail next year, oh, uh, yeah. like, you know, for, for the fraud that they commit this year. So, yeah, I'm well, not so, all in. So the only thing I'll say about this, I was reading an article in Fortune magazine and the author mentioned how AI can augment teams work, particularly around like collecting and managing human capital data, pay equity information mm -hmm. and providing like relevant insights across demographics. One thing that was a little shady that I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. They mentioned was like sending out like a chat bot prompt to a worker, like particularly a worker of color who might seem disengaged in their work. So like mm -hmm. what I imagine is like someone sitting at their desk 
maybe not working or using the tools or apps that are needed for their work. And maybe they're like, you know, surfing on the web or just not engaged. And then all of a sudden, like a chat bot prompt <laughs> appears and it's like, how are you doing today? And and then the manager is aware of that. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. But the other thing that I thought was kind of cool that this author mentioned was that there's a um, AI's really fo- um, there's some folks that are having AI focus on um, how to help employees with skills that can transfer to a higher paying role. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool just for employee advancement opportunities to see what's out there, find those higher paying roles or jobs and how ha- and see how a skill set might be able to transfer into a different industry or role, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Which I don't know. I'm sure there are tools out there already for that. But if it can help enhance it, why not? Yeah, it's 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 uh, it enhances some of the things that we already know how to do. And in your example of the chatbot, would you rather have that, or would you rather have a manager that had the data that said these are the type of people that are most likely to want to leave, mm-hmm. keep an eye on them, and the manager that's super skilled in having those conversations, go talk to them, right, and. And yeah, understand engage. what yeah. and actually it, engage their employee. Totally. And so a hundred times out of a hundred, you'd want the human to do it. Yes. Assuming that they actually had the skills to be able to pull that off. So right. um, so yeah, I'm 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 dubious on some of the applications, but yeah, same. uh but you know, we'll, we'll see. But I'm gonna piggyback on that and say that my first prediction is that uh-huh. uh HR tech spending will will come down. HR tech will flop a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think that advice and thinking are gonna be in in 2024. Um so one, Nadia, my rules for predictions are they have to be self-serving, right? Like that's number one. Um, so, but I do think that as the focus becomes on the efficacy of DEI, uh-huh. you know, and even more than it was last year, these companies are looking to get bang for their buck. They'll realize that spending on systems hasn't generated the returns uh, in either engagement or productivity that sometimes promise. Okay. Uh, and you can include AI in there as well. So I worked at the company last year that was very clear that the leader of people analytics, they're doing employee experience. They thought that implementing Workday was doing employee experience. And oh, so, interesting. Okay. So my hope is that companies will put a premium on thinking, on problem solving, on evidence-based approaches that are augmented by technology and not necessarily driven by it. I think there's a little too much looking for a quick fix uh, in the last couple of years. That's a great point. I I appreciate that. And it kind of goes in alignment with the AI tools that are being, you know, uh, proposed in the workplace. So yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great input right there. Awesome. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with more predictions for 2024. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, folks. Um, so we are in the midst of our predictions for 2024. Um, so, Rob, my second prediction is that leaders will try to dictate DEI, but workers will push back. Mm. <laughs> That's a lofty one right there. But another self-serving one. I like another that one. self-serving one. So, 
we're already seeing this kind of play out. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are for sure these companies that are like doubling down on their DEI efforts. We saw that at the end of the year. But the anti-DEI movement is still relevant. It, well, they're irrelevant, but they're still they're trying to make waves. They're weaponizing DEI efforts, right? We saw this mm-hmm. last year with Silicon Valley Bank collapse, um, and most recently, you know, the legal claims against venture capitalist organizations mm-hmm. who advocate, you know, those organizations are advocating for more female and Black and Brown founders. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we saw this the anti-Semitism on university campuses. So we saw some of the CEOs like scaling back on their DEI efforts. Your pal Elon Musk mm, <laughs> cri- mm. criticizing DEI initiatives, but then we saw folks like Mark Cuban who you know defend DEI efforts and recognizing that DEI is necessary for a company to succeed. But as much as like the global market dictates much of what organizations prioritize, I do think that leaders who want to dictate what's going on with DEI will actually be overrun by workers. And you mm. said this earlier. I think what I mean by that is like there's various generations in the workforce. People are speaking up. They're unionizing. They're they're striking. They're leaving jobs. So organizations are losing top talent. And and these employees are starting to hold leaders accountable to more equitable, fair practices, really telling their organizations what their needs are and what they need in terms of accommodations. And I'll also just add that it's, what I'm observing is that it's not just employees it's also consumers mm-hmm. right so these For consumers sure. are thinking more critically about how organizations either that they're purchasing from or that they might work for how they align with their personal values especially as it relates to like social political and environmental areas right um so we saw a lot of bo- boycotts happen at the end of mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. that's like on a real high right now and it's not just local, it's global, right? There's like, it's like a local scale and then there's like this massive global scale. So I think we'll continue to see this back and forth throughout 2024. I love it. I think I have, I have nothing to add. Well-reasoned. I, I agree with 100% of those points, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that there are a few people out there that are looking to some of the blowback to say, you know, this is my opportunity to cast aside some of these efforts. There's a few. Yeah, but sure. it's a really bad idea, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, it doesn't really matter what Elon Musk thinks or what Bill Ackman or Mark Andrews, Ron DeSantis, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he I still mean, here? Is Steven, he still here? Even p- people like Stephen Miller, right? Like oh, his oh. organizations of like you know, like reverse racism and things like that. So it's right. like, yeah, right, yeah. So it's it's uh, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. And so you know, my my second prediction, you know, with thinking about employees advocating for themselves is also around this, right? So it's uh, that childcare will become an election issue. We're going to have an election this year. We're having elections this year. I don't know who's running. I haven't been paying a ton of attention. What? (laughs) So, you know, you remember this was pulled out of the Build Back Better legislation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Manchin doesn't have young children. So F everyone else was the the way that it worked out. Yeah. But- you know, we've discussed companies want people to come back to the office. They're making this push, but the cost of childcare has skyrocketed. Two out of three families pay 20% of their income in childcare. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, not that the next election will have anything about any issues, not that we'll even talk about an issue, yeah. but this is, this is a super, this is a winner for liberals, right? Yeah. Like two thirds of families are paying 20% of their child, uh, of their income in childcare. This is a winner. They should yeah. be hammering this. And I think that they're, they will see a lot of this, right? And so uh, I think there's going to be a big discussion on 
on what are the roles of the government and of companies in supporting their workers in terms of family obligations. Uh, so I'm curious what your perspective is, because like I was thinking about this. So there's child care and then there's like family care. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like and I'm not I'm not familiar with or well researched around like the economics of the baby boomer generation that has retired and then the next generation that is looking to retire. But I would imagine that any sort of like family care is also going to be really relevant and probably much needed. Yeah. In addition to child care in the next, you know, decade or so. What are like any thoughts on that? Any research that you've done on that? Child care is going to be it would be more prominent. And we talked about this a couple of shows ago in terms of like the stress that that taking care of elderly parents is having on a lot of workers as well. And so that's definitely an issue. It's just in terms of as a political issue. I think child care is easier to get people behind Behind. uh, because uh, folks that that tend to. you know, like older folks, uh, they, they tend to vote more conservatively as well. And so, right. uh, may not be advocated even for, <laughs> yeah, their, for their kids supporting them. They just think their kids are going to take care of them. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> that, that's, I know that, you know, the... <laughs> is that in real life that's, for you, Rob? <laughs> my parents are great. I, I, they're, they're fantastic in that yeah. regard. So, yeah. um, but uh, definitely in, in some places, that's not the case. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think they should be hammering this. I think it's going to be a, I think it's a huge political winner for liberals and they should be thinking about real issues as opposed to personality uh, conflicts. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for that. So my final prediction for 2024, quotas, quotas, quotas. And so what mm. I mean by that is I feel like last year we predicted. I, so I was wrong because I thought for some reason I predicted around like targets and goals becoming like a thing, but that's not what I predicted. So anyways, I thought that that was what I predicted. And instead, I do think that quotas became more of a thing. And the the verbiage and the differences and the nuances between quotas and what a target and goal are, people are unfamiliar with that. And so anyways, I predict in 2024 that organizations will sway away from quotas, which I'm personally all for, mm-hmm. um, because then there's, you know, there's all... I, there's already so much legal ne- negativity attached to the term mm-hmm. um, and all of these like reverse racism cases, like we mentioned, the Steve Miller associations. I think companies are shifting away from this way of thinking. And I hope um, think a little bit more holistically in terms of where they are sourcing and pooling candidates, how they're getting wider representation in those particular steps of the recruitment process, how they're uncovering their biases in those particular steps of the process um, and finding someone who can add to their culture. Right. So, um, so I'll pause there for your reaction. Of course. Yeah. I think if anyone's thinking about quotas at this point, I think that that's, that's a, that's not something that's going to be sustainable. Right. I had already predicted that affirmative action inside corporations will go away. Yes. And so this will be, it'll continue to be the year of stupid lawsuits, right? Alleging reverse discrimination, but eventually they will be effective. So companies really need to start thinking now about how they attack. uh, Because again, it's not going away. People will always want to belong. They'll want uh, fair access uh, to opportunities and resources within our organization. Um, You know, and then diversity is a winner for most companies. So it's not going away, but you got to think about how to do it in a world where affirmative action is does not exist 
Yeah. And like embed it into your culture, people. <laughs> Don't make <laughs> DEI separate. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Okay. Last one, I think. Is this last, the last one. one. This is All the right. last so prediction. You, you will like this. I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. So I think that organ. So I call this the, the year of religion in DEI. Uh, so I think that organizations are going to put more focus on support for those that are marginalized because or based on their religious identity. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the war in Gaza and the issues that have been raised uh, have really highlighted the need to listen to each other and support people in ways that haven't been paid much attention to. I think we learn what happens in workplaces when we don't put an emphasis on oh, oh, when we just kind of put cast it aside and say, we're not going to talk about that. Then in a situation where like we've seen over the last few months, these things, these issues come to the surface and we don't know how to talk about them and we don't mm -hmm. know how to have productive conversations. And we don't know how to work together very well. Yeah, right. And that's where we're at now. And I think the companies will, I think it's front and center that you have to uh, build this into your DEI program. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. You know, for a really long time, organizations kept religion separate from DEI efforts because it was religion and companies didn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Like, I remember bringing this up at my old organization in terms of an employee resource group, and I was rejected. And um, I think now organizations are starting to realize that religion for for many different religions, there's an intersectionality. And when you have intersectionality of class or race or gender or whatever it might be, ethnicity, then there are a lot of different marginalized or, um, you know, marginalized and minoritized mm -hmm. demographics that exist within those types of um, within those identities, you know. Uh, of course, you know, my research is based on the Muslim experience. And the one thing that is so prevalent in the Muslim experience in America is that not one experience is the monolithic experience there. Mm -hmm. So one Muslim is not going to have the same experience as the next Muslim. Like they may have similar demographics. They may have similar shared practices, shared beliefs. But the experiences are very different because Muslims don't come from one region, right? We're spread across the world. We have different ethnicities. We have different social classes. We have different um, identities and backgrounds. So, yes, I think religion will be an interesting topic to look at and observe this year. I am curious, though, as to how religion will be defined because you have like the five or six major global religions. But there are there are several hundreds, actually, maybe even thousands of different religions. Really? Really? Yeah. So, you know, so I, I do think it's going to be interesting when you start start providing support. Um, this is why I have a, a push-pull um, concern with ERG groups, and we can get into that at a later date. But um, it'll be interesting to observe and, and, and kind of watch. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't have the answer on this. I think that just what we've seen is that when you ignore it, and something happens, then we don't really have the tools to be able to listen to each other and and effectively uh, continue to work together, right? Totally, the totally. way things are. So I just thought it'd be fun for the person with the least amount of religion to to to, <laughs> to say their, that to I'm say, all for to it. Predict Rob. that religion is the big thing for me this year. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. That is uh, that's a great segue. We're going to come back with a few more fun predictions for 2024. Stay with us. 
Welcome back, folks. Uh, so, Rob, let's finish up with some fun predictions outside of the workplace. Why don't you take the lead on this? What do you got? Yeah. What do you think for 2024? All right. So I will stop getting bad haircuts. That's oh. one thing. <laughs> I like but your haircuts. I, no, you I, I, I had one of the worst ones ever over over uh, the holiday break. Oh, like the, no. the woman clearly had never cut human hair. May, oh, no. may have cut maybe like horse hair or something. <laughs> So uh, it's it's it starting to come great. back in, it's starting to come back in. But okay. I I think it's a, I think my great clips run is over. So okay. I'm gonna have to get to pre pandemic. Like it's okay to spend money on haircuts. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I predict that I will not write a book. Okay, but, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, don't uh, be and, so and sure gonna, about that though. <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, Nadia. But okay. I I wrote down that I I predict that people will stop saying I'm here for that. That 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 was one of my predictions. What do you mean, like as that, a response? No, like that's that saying will 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 not happen anymore. People oh, really? Yeah. Well, you just we'll said it new... as we went. You just said it I'm as we went, and that. that's why I was like, I, I was like, oh, I can't believe you said. You actually said it. There you Wait, go. but what will people? Didn't say you hear then? that? It's, they'll say something different. I'm not up with the lingo. I feel like I was just having a conversation with my friends' kids who were like, they were using words like raise and like. <laughs> I, all these things that I'm like, I don't know what that means. So I got to keep it moving. <laughs> all right. What do you got? Okay. I have just two. Okay. The first one is that I think 2024 is going to be a wild time because elections are coming this year. And mm. I think it, I think we're going to see a lot of ups and downs, roller coaster rides leading up to November. And that is not just on a like national stage. I think that's going to be a global stage. So I think we all need to kind of buckle in and, um, you know, we'll, we'll provide you <laughs> the, the top DEI news as always. Um, so that's that. And then I predict that I will defend my dissertation this year. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Finally. All right. <laughs> And that's All right. it. <laughs> I I hope that that is uh, that one comes true. When we're, we're back here in 2025, mm-hmm. in the next year, uh, which seems like way into the future, yeah. then I hope that we're, we're we're talking about how awesome it was and how how happy you are to be through all of that at this at that point. So yes. good luck this year in making sure that that comes true. Thank so. you. All right. A lot of fun, Nadia. I really like more predictions. Yeah. Let's uh we'll, we'll we'll that'll be it for today. That's it for us here at Inclusive Collective. This is a reminder that if you're looking for DEI workplace culture strategy consulting, problem solving, training, you can reach Nadia at Nadia at NasConsultants.com and Rob at Rob at Ticanoconsulting.com. Inclusive Collective is a production of Refilion Media and edited by Ari Mathe. Happy New Year's, Ari. We would love to hear from you. So send us your feedback at this collective at Rebellion.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Be sure to follow up on LinkedIn uh, or follow us on LinkedIn so you can subscribe to the IC monthly newsletter. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again, Nadia, to our 2024 predictions. Hope uh, some of them come true. We'll be back next week for more DEI news stories. Thanks so much, Nadia. Be well. Well, that was fun.